Planet Cheerios. Complete silence in Miki La Young's home is very rare. She's a stay-at-home mom to seven kids, and believe me when I say there's always someone who needs something. Mommy, you got my muffin? I'm going to put kielbasa inside of it. <gasps> okay. You're guaranteed to hear someone playing an instrument in the background. Then there's day-to-day stuff, you know, cooking, cleaning, and she squeezed in being an entrepreneur. Her husband, James, says she's busy every second of the day. My wife puts it in. I mean, she doesn't get a break. And that, it can be very stressful on her. Um, But she does it um, lovingly, willingly. So the stressful part he's talking about is Miki Lau homeschooling their seven kids. Yes, seven. But this is something she's actually been planning for a long time. I always knew, even when I was younger, that uh, two things. One, that I was going to home birth and that I was going to homeschool. Mickey Lau grew up in Newport Beach, California. Her school was largely white. She was one of a handful of black kids in her class. Her education was good, but there was this disconnect, right? She didn't feel represented in the things that she was learning. Black history was more like a footnote. And this disconnect finally came to a head while she was working as a social worker for the L.A. County Department of Children and Family Services. The majority of her caseload were black kids. And she said with this reality that she can't relate to any of their experiences. That bothered her. So I had decided to go back to school to get a degree in African-American studies and learn more about my history, my culture, my ancestors. And, And then it was pretty maddening to learn or unlearn that the things that I was taught like in high school were inaccurate. It's like, can't somebody go back and fix those books? Like, why do I have to go and get an advanced degree to learn that what I learned in high school was wrong? She was frustrated and dissatisfied. And with that, the urge to homeschool her kids kept building. It was like, no, I need to teach my kids because, you know, reading some books was really hard just being the only African-American in the classroom and everybody is looking at you every time the N-word is spoken in, in the literature, you know? And I just, I didn't want that for them. So she gets her degree, she meets James, but before they got married, started a family, she told him what she wanted for their kids and their life together. James was cool with it, but that didn't mean he'd be their teacher. I was set in motion to become um, a teacher uh, before we met. And, but she was set in motion and had in her mind to want to homeschool her kids. And so when she told me that that was her interest, I was in, in full support of it. Side note, James is a music teacher in the Ferguson Florissant School District. And last year, he was named Missouri Teacher of the Year. Mickey Long has been homeschooling their seven kids for over a decade on her husband's public school teacher salary. And after hearing all this, I kept thinking to myself, what exactly does it take to homeschool? How do you teach seven different kids with seven different academic needs solo? Where does she get the curriculum? And how in the world is she able to do all this?
Hey there, it's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson, and from St. Louis Public Radio, you're listening to Doing It Our Way. This episode, we're spending some time with the Young family. We're exploring how they're able to homeschool their seven kids. So, I dropped by the Young house to get a glimpse into what a typical school day looks like. I got there early, 7.20 to be exact. When Mikulau opened the door, it was oh so quiet. And this is like one of those rare times it's quiet. The kids were still getting ready. Mikulau was getting ready for another busy day. Her 12-year-old daughter, Neora, was the first one done, sitting at the dining room table reading her daily devotion. It's time spent reading a scripture, reflection, and prayer. The dining room is one of a few classrooms in their home. Up against the wall, there's a tall bookcase stuffed with all kinds of learning materials. There's a big dry erase board mounted to one wall and a piano up against another. After Neora is done reading, she helps her mom get a jump start on breakfast. There's blueberries, sausage, and right now Neora is holding a hand mixer, getting ready to make a big batch of pumpkin muffins. While Neora is cooking, I spot her little sister peeking around the corner. Well, hello there, little one. Now come here. Now what is your name? Naomi. Naomi, how old are you? Five. You're five? Now what do your mornings look like? What do you do? Uh, I do my homework and I play sometimes. Can you show me where you do your work? Over there. Over there? Show me, show me. These are the computers that we go in and and we and we do our homework. Oh yeah? And is that your working space? Yeah. Is your name on that wall? Show yeah. me. All those are certificates we get treats. Ooh. After we graduate. Oh, so that means you're a scholar. Mm-hmm. After Naomi's mini tour, it's time to meet the rest of the crew. My name is Sasha and I'm 15 years old. My name is Nayara and I am 12 years old. My name is Enosh and I am 11 years old. My name is Imuna, I am 9 years old and you spell Imuna, E-M-U-N-A. My name is Simeon, I'm 7 years old and how to spell my name is S-I-M-E-O-N. Now, huh, I wonder who's the next Me. one. <laughs> Hello, my name's Naomi, and I'm five years old. Their three-year-old baby sister, Elsie, is the only one missing. She's taking a nap, and I'm low-key jealous. But she wakes up just in time for breakfast. Who knows? Maybe it's the smell of the fresh pumpkin muffins permeating throughout the entire house. Once they're done, they clean up and start school. Each day is a little different, but Mikulau has a basic schedule they go by. So in an ideal world, everybody would get up, have Devo from 7.30 to about 8, and then at 8 o'clock eat breakfast. From 8.30 to 11.30, they would do their school. And then 11.30, we would do chores, have lunch, move into practice, and then we're kind of done for the day as far as what's scheduled. Then they need to go in and do something that's still moving them forward, whether it's making jewelry. Neora, um, she spends a lot of time doing art. 
and Ash spends a lot of time with Legos and building and constructing. You know, just still things that are still stimulating for the mind. One constant in their home is music. Most of them play an instrument. I mean, their dad is a music teacher. Sasha plays the piano, and Ash plays the guitar like his dad. And today, Neora and Imuna are in back-to-back virtual violin lessons in the dining room. Naomi, Anash, Simeon, and Elsie are in the kitchen, splitting their time between basic chores and playtime. Over in the sunroom is where some of the other learning goes down. The wall is covered in school awards. Remember, Naomi showed us some of hers earlier. There are computers lined up against the wall and tons of learning materials. Homeschooling seven kids, though, can get really expensive real quick. But Mickey Lau is very good at keeping the cost way down. She's what you call a big thrifter and will hop on any deal she finds, whether it's clothes, toys, or something they can use in the classroom. I mean, she got a sweet deal spending less than $100 on a tablet for New York to work on digital art and less than 30 bucks on three computer monitors. Right now, Sasha is cranking out a math assignment on one of those computers via the online program Power Homeschool. Her mom is helping her on a problem she's stuck on. I brought the whole numbers over and they said you need to borrow from here in order to make this number big enough so you can subtract from the next number. So you borrowed, in your fraction, you borrowed from a whole number and what would that make it? What would that make your fraction? Power Homeschool and ABC Mouse are computer programs the kids mainly use to do their day-to-day schoolwork. Sometimes it can be a drag. I mean, it's still schoolwork. But with Power Homeschool, the kids learn at their own pace and choose courses from different teachers that fit their needs. And it makes things so much easier for Miki Lau. You know what, I'm going to say this year that Power Homeschool has been a lifesaver and I honestly don't know... (laughs) Life was a little bit chaotic before that because it's it's always changing. It really is. Um, our curriculum is always changing. And, and I like that because we can find what fits. And Naomi and Elsie are obsessed with this ABC Mouse word game. Spoon, stick, stool, and skirt. Oh, no. Now he's stuck again. Uh-oh, he's in there. So you have to rescue him? Yeah. What letter is this? Stop! I know, stop, stop! You know? Stop, stop, stop! Now, don't get it twisted. They're not stuck in front of the computer screen all day either. They've taken field trips to Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma, college tours in California, and Sasha even got to fly in a plane in the Young Eagles Aviation Program. I mean, there's experiences that I had as, you know, growing up that I didn't want them to have. And there's experiences that I didn't have that I wanted them to have. So more exposure to their culture and more exposure to learning in a natural way that inspired them to continue learning rather than just regurgitating what they found in a book. Um, But then there are also experiences that I had growing up as pretty much the only African-American in my 
um, graduating class that I just, I didn't want them to have. Those experiences always stay in the back of her mind. She doesn't want her kids to go through the same thing. And that's why she's intentional about everything she does, including cooperative learning, AKA co-op. That's when a group of homeschoolers meet up regularly for some sort of academic enrichment class or social activity. But in some ways, it replicated what she was trying to keep her kids away from. And there was actually even a, a co-op that I had considered putting Sasha in this year. And I just, when I got the reading list, they were reading To Kill a Mockingbird. And I was like, the classroom is not diverse. I'm not going to put her in that situation. So, um... So protecting her. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and we have to kill a mockingbird, and someday she'll read it, but she's not going to read it being the only minority in the group, and as you're having group discussions about what you think is actually happening. Like, that's not going to happen. The kids took a co-op class on Missouri history, but the curriculum neglected to mention the contributions of Black Missourians. So, Mickey Lau decided to add her own spin to it. She loaded her kids up in the van and took a field trip to two historic Missouri towns, St. Genevieve, the oldest permanent European settlement in the state, and Kinlock, the oldest Black community to join the state. It started a conversation about disinvestment in Kinlock. I mean, there's barricades up where people just dump, and there's tires, and there's hundreds of mattresses piled up, streets are grown in. My husband grew up in Kenlock, and so we have discussions about that. We have discussions about erasure and how one place is able to be completely, you know, cared for and, and, and restored and, you know, and preserved, and another that has great historical significance is turned into a dump. In Missouri, homeschooling parents have to give their kids a thousand hours of instruction in a year. More than half must focus on core subjects like math and science. The rest are on elective courses. And Mikulau keeps a record of what and how much the kids are learning. But what the kids learn isn't always heavy nor boring. Mikulau was feeling a little nostalgic and wanted to play Super Mario Bros. So she found Nintendo Online and bought it. The parents can never truly have anything for themselves. And the kids just took off with it, right? Sasha's downloaded music, the piano music for Mario Brothers. Simeon started watching YouTube videos. Like, he knows the names of all the characters. Like, I I didn't know the names of all the characters. So, like, they can give you, like, a play-by-play. This is the Goomba, and this is... Koopa Troopas and, and like Boom and Boom Boom like and Bowser. Don't forget Larry Bowser. Yes. Don't forget Wendy and don't forget. This went on for a while, but what really surprised Miki Lau was a Mario Lego toy set she bought for Simeon and Enosh. Mario and Luigi are chibi sized, small enough to fit into the palm of your hand. On the surface, it looks like a regular Mario toy, but Mario and Luigi's bellies are actually where all the learning comes in we realized that Mario reacted to different colors. And then I was like, guys, this is coding. He's coded to react to these colors. And so then we could 
apply what they were learning in their coding class and see like how it applies to real life. He has a Luigi now. <laughs> yes, and they sync up. They can be coded and sync. He'll be like, hey Luigi, hi Mario. The kids really seemed to like homeschooling, but there was a moment at breakfast that stuck with me the entire day. A random school bus driving by. Ooh, the Ten. Now tell me this, when you guys see the school bus come by, do you ever like want to get on so you can go Every to day. school? I only want to go for the school bus! <laughs> I only learned it out here because like if somebody asked me what could I change about homeschool, I'd probably say nothing because we already do everything. I get to read as long as I want. Yeah, sometimes too long. Mickey Lau saw this whole thing go down, and I couldn't help but wonder if Mickey Lau would even let them try a traditional school, like the one their dad works at. I'm not completely opposed, but I don't necessarily think that it would be to their benefit. So it would, it would definitely be a deep discussion and they would have to give me some, they would need to do their homework and give me some deep reasons why they wanted to transition to public school. Well, the kids had reasons and they didn't hold back. It'd be cool to have a locker though. That's what I've always wanted. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. And a combination code, though I don't know how those work. Yeah, me neither. Now what about you? What would you like if you were to go to school? Uh, Everything, except for the bullies. Have you ever wanted to go to school with your dad? Yes. yes. I've actually been to times when I was little. Can I go to school? He said, it's for high schoolers. And then he moved to a different school. He said, I was in middle school. He said, it's for elementary school. And now he's teaching at a middle school. Like, can I still go? He said, now you're in high school. Well, we could be assistants. Yeah. But I don't think he was allowed to. When he was teaching virtually, he did let me help one time, though. Yeah, he let me help, too. We I got to sing. So was That's that, like, your first Yes, experience? I got to see the other students. It was kind of cool. So level with me here. Where where do you all stand on it? Do you like homeschool? Yes, I love it. I love it, yes. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Or I would you... Like, do you actually want to be in a, like a traditional school, like where your dad teaches, or maybe for a day? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I just want the experience, not to actually like... have it as my life. Yeah. No, thank you. The young family kept it real. Just like any other kids, there are still things they want to experience. But the truth is, not every kid who's homeschooled likes it. We'll get into that on the next episode. This episode was edited by Shayla Farzan and Shula Newman. Sound design help from Greg Montanu. I'm Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson, and from St. Louis Public Radio, this is Doing It Our Way. <laughs>